saying he was on Anavar and Tranavar and Canavar and <laughs> Fanavar and Tren and Ben and Len and Clen. And he looked like shit and he was perspiring everywhere. This isn't my words, it's his words. Oh, you're that from TikTok. So I would literally sit there with my legs crossed up against a wall, eyes shut for 30 minutes. No meditation app, no nothing. Just mm. you and your own thoughts, which can be quite scary. <laughs> Louise is very running based. I want to become more gym and positive impact based. Primes is obviously like footy is his world. Tried to make the burger as like low calorie as possible, like low cal bun, grilled chicken breast, you know, some herb mayo. Make it yummy, but like not a 2000 calorie bomb there. What mm. would be an L for your day? Looking at my phone and seeing the warehouse is better. Down. That's an L. <laughs> Welcome here to another episode of, I think this is our ninth podcast now. We've got a special guest today, Big Anabolic Gabe. How are you, Gabe? I'm good, mate. Really happy to be here. This is probably the coolest studio I've ever been in. Shout out to Derek. Um, but I'm really well. How are you guys? Yeah, going very well. I think a few people watching this would be straight off the bat, what the f- what is Gabe doing here with these fellas? So, mm. Do you want to give just a little bit of a backstory? Obviously, you're not into gambling, you're not into betting, don't have a massive clue about what we do, but you know how have we ended up here, essentially? Am I allowed to talk about it? Talk about whatever you want. The, uh, the actual story, why, yeah. how we linked up? Yeah, yeah, okay, sure. Okay, yeah. cool. As long um, as you yeah. are. As long as you're yeah, happy. no, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. fine with it. Yeah. I'm happy to... I think this is actually the first time being revealed to my followers, but my Instagram account, Anabolic Gabe, for some reason, I logged in one day and it just got band like that yeah. i don't know why yeah um and it was like i wasn't i was trying not to get upset or stressed out about it but obviously it was kind of an l um so i wasn't <laughs> happy with it i was like what the hell and like you know you get sent in these faq customer support circles with instagram you can't really get through to anyone and i genuinely didn't know why it got banned like i feel like i talk a bit of smack on there but nothing's like worth getting banned over like nothing's that bad so anyway i had like the second account a few different accounts other platform so i focus on that and then i saw you guys like comment on one of my videos um oh we can get your account back like this and long story short um it had been like a week of me talking to different people trying to get it back no one really had a solution and then chatted to you guys um i won't say exactly how it happened but basically when you found out about it and we said yep let's do it an hour later i had my account back (laughs) and i was just like what just happened (laughs) Um, so I don't know how much we can talk on that aspect, but that was crazy. And that's how we kind of linked up. So I said, well, I'm a Lannister always repays his debts. <laughs> what do I owe you guys? And so we're doing a podcast here today. No, I love it. That's good. Yeah. I yeah. Like the uh, the same thing happened reference. to us, like literally on two Instagram accounts yeah. um, within two days. Mm-hmm. And we literally had that not one week, we had four weeks. And then we had a breakthrough where someone had a contact and yeah, he didn't reveal it, but we're happy to talk about it. We have a contact now at Meta. And it's funny now that a massively shit situation, we now have a stronger kind of, yeah. I don't know what you want to call it, a bit more defense with our Instagram going down. Now we just reach out to our contact and they'll sort it. Yeah. Um, I don't know, still don't know what happened with us. Um, and seems like, I yeah. think it was an Instagram wide problem. Well, just like AI of, picks up something. Yeah. yeah. There was like a, a girl was a in um, USA posted, she was a big influencer and the same thing happened to her. Mm-hmm. and she just got it back randomly saying it was a mistake um, and obviously they're really hard to get in contact with. So oh, you can't contact them. That's the thing. You have to know up. someone that knows someone. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently it's... So for Instagram, this is what I heard through all the research. When it got banned, there was so many research, reading through so many forums and everything, trying to work out how to get it back and apparently... I can't remember who told me this, but Instagram claimed that if you have less than 100,000 followers, you're basically a tiny account. So yeah. unless you've got 100,000 
followers or more, they're actually going to sort of, you know, probably give you a bit more priority. If you've got less than that, they're like, okay. what's it worth to them you're sort irrelevant. of thing. So it's like, you're irrelevant. You're like, they've got millions and millions of users. And so it's like, for us, like, you know, accounts that we've built up, put our like blood, sweat and tears yeah, into, yeah. but for them, it's just like another number that they're happy to blow yeah. off and not really I consider. can I kind of understand it from their perspective. For sure, we just got a bunch of work to do to get to that 100K mark. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. We've got a bit well, more work to do than you. We had um, a little bit of a problem when we lost our Instagram. How yeah. did that go with your branding? Like, I know you're a bit more diversified than us. Like you have YouTube, yeah. TikTok. Um, I just thought like, what's the point in crying about it? Like for some people, maybe their Instagram's their only thing. Like if they only have, you know, a private account or not a private account, just like a personal account. And that is there. That's their everything. But for me, I had nine to five. I had a second account with like 12,000 followers. And then all my mates and like other accounts started shouting me out and I gained a, a few more thousand on there. So I was like, all right, well, I'll focus on nine to five. I'll focus on the the second account. I'll focus on YouTube, post a bit of TikTok. Even Snapchat is one of like my biggest platforms now. So it was like don't go around crying about it because that's actually not going to solve anything. Like you just put in place like, but the thing is like, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. So I was like, I just mm. expected that the account was lost, whatever it's an L, but how are we going to respond to it? So try not to get stressed out and just like focus on growing in other areas, I'd say. Yeah. And I saw that you grew your YouTube. You just ticked over 10,000 subs, I think it is. Yeah, I think we're at like 11,000 now. It's just like a bit of a, it's a, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. And we're, I feel like we're putting out such high quality content. Um, I've really had to learn how to be energetic and not be boring on screen so like i'm just learning more about the youtube game and i think when it rains it pours so hopefully we keep putting out this content and we'll get like a bunch of subs one day so yeah yeah, yeah. huge bit of reward i think that's what happens things compound once you put the effort mm. in the foundation and a lot of people get sucked into this short term oh i post a video on youtube it got 100 views oh, i'm just not going to post on youtube now yeah and it's like that's not the correct mindset to have and i'm sure when you started you had fuck all views or i think i've only just started getting out of that mindset though because i'm not gonna lie like if something doesn't get views or it does badly like it definitely like affects me emotionally it definitely used to like i would genuinely feel depressed about like something flopping that i put a bunch of effort into but now i kind of emotionally disconnect myself to it and i'm like all right that video didn't do well. It's your fault. Like, why did it not do well? Yeah. Because you're boring. The idea was shit. The editing was shit. Like, so, you, you, like, I put it on myself to figure it out. And don't get down and out about it. Like, you respond for the next one. How do we make yeah. the next one better? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like, like that. that. But I also think you can agree or disagree here. Looking at one video in isolation is not your brand. Like, mm. everything is a big picture. Like, if you're posting a thousand pieces of content, you don't need one to go. You need... I don't know, a thousand of those pieces of content to be average higher That's than... That's so true. The, and it's kind of with everything, like we can talk about like our systems like that as well. We can talk about going to the gym and building mass. Like mm. you're not going to do one session and get fucking big off one session. You have yeah. to do a thousand sessions over a year and a half, two years to be able to get results. And I, I think that's the same. I strongly agree with that. And like yesterday, I was just looking through the nine to five TikTok and it like filters with most popular videos. I'm like bloody hell like last year we had so many videos get over like a hundred thousand likes over a million views and I'm like like i'm actually proud of that whereas in the day-to-day -day, sometimes i have a very micro lens and i think that can be quite toxic and i'm like oh you know this video flopped like we're becoming irrelevant this is rubbish but it's like no like we've actually like done really well and i often forget about that and 
Yeah, I think that macro lens is important. Like it's just, yeah. we're all so focused on now, what's next? Mm. What can we do better? Instant gratification. And I think us as well at the moment, like we've, we've lost a few subscribers over the last probably three months and a little bit frustrated, like losing our Instagram, not building up our, our YouTube and things that potentially aren't going as well as we thought. But I was literally speaking to Steve in the cafe before. I'm like, yeah, it's obviously not... It's not flying right now, but mm. I'm like, dude, we've still got 430 subscribers. We built this from nothing. Like, yep. you know, we had 200 this time last year. Like, yeah, we've doubled yeah. in a paid, bit. Paid subs, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, so, yeah. so you, you got to yeah, sit yeah, back and sometimes you know yeah. smell the roses and be like, yeah, we've still, we've still done bloody good work, and there's plenty to do going yeah. forward. Yeah, I think when we can all relate, when you're building a building a business or trying to build whatever a vision that you're working towards or something if you get caught up in all the bad things that come along the way then yeah you're gonna plenty. you're gonna burn out pretty quickly because yeah. it's it's not one thing i'm finding compared to like a nine to five job i've just quit a nine to five job and that's very sort of smooth sailing it's like yeah. you're working for someone else there's not really too much pressure or responsibility yeah. you know walk in get the job done but when it's your own business you're sort of you ride every bump you're at war tenfold. every day yeah you're yeah, at war legit. every day and yeah. so you yeah it's great like you can hear sort of that discipline mindset that you've got obviously it translates so well to mm. you know building up your body and your weightlifting because you have to be disciplined there's days mm. i imagine you're probably thinking i can't be fucked doing this i can't yeah, be bothered every day. getting every day, yeah <laughs> but like it's that discipline that gets you going and you can hear it in your business the way you talk you're very like reserved in you know get not getting sort of caught up in the bad things because yeah. you know you just got to keep trucking along and enjoying that journey yeah it's very true yeah, yeah. you touched on uh nine to five i mm. guess that's like the starting point yeah how did that all start i know i remember watching some of your videos like start of covid i think mm. through lockdown you guys started to get a bit more of a following how did that like idea actually start when did you guys yeah. decide fuck let's actually do this like we're gonna have a crack at it and yeah. what was the goal at the very start so i'll give everyone the same spiel i always give but louis and i went to school together then i went to a different school then we reconnected after high school became training partners and best mates like literally just started training together every day like put on a decent amount of muscle went from like not knowing anything to becoming like pretty well researched it's not like the most difficult thing to understand like the principles of um, nutrition and training, everything yep. like that. Um, so it, I was actually on exchange for university and Louis was still in Melbourne and it was weird for us because like we spend literally every single day together um, but we'd talk every day on like Facebook Messenger and so uh, we actually were just talking and at the same time he, he said, I want to do gym apparel. I was like, I want to do like training programs because all my friends are like, Gab, can you write me up a gym program? And so... When I got home from exchange, we registered the business, did like a business plan, had n literally no idea what we were doing. Yeah. I don't know why we registered the business on the first day, but I think that showed we had skin in the game and we spent that $300 on the ABN. Yeah. So mm. we were going to make something of it, to be honest. So, no, fair enough. And then like, yeah, eight months of n not knowing what we're doing, like barely made any money. And then we just started TikTok and like it just the some of the videos did well and it started snowballing i think after a month we had ten thousand followers on tiktok and that was pretty damn exciting for me and i think it's just snowboarded ever since we kind of came up together through nine to five and we still love the podcast and like the brand's just doing like better than ever and then uh i've pursued a lot of stuff with like my own personality same with louis he's just absolutely popped off with the running stuff and so I think it's like we both are these fitness personalities and then we come back with like our weekly podcast and our brand and collective that people relate to. And yeah, that's kind of the story of how everything developed. And what was like the initial goal? I know obviously for a lot of people, it's, you know, let's like kind of make some money, mm. but obviously you've got a potentially a bigger influence than you thought you may have when you guys 
first sat down and registered the business? What was the actual goal at the start? Yeah, I don't think I even thought about it that deeply, but definitely to like help my like friends on a wider scale because like everyone was asking for a gym program and I just like type it up manually on a PDF and just it was loosely based on how I trained and what had worked for me and like essentially create like a bit of a system where more people can be reached. It can be like monetized easier. There's less admin, uh, but I think it's turned into something a whole lot more beautiful now. Yeah, Mm. I can imagine. What did you ever honestly think that you'd get this big? Like when was there the the light bulb moment where you're like, let's pursue our Mm. own stuff as well. Like we've actually got some influence now. Yeah, you see, I always have this mindset where I'm still not happy with where we are and I'm off, like if people stop me in the street I'm still like baffled like why the fuck do you want to talk to me <laughs> like so I'm I don't and I, I don't know if it's like a toxic trait of me being like no I'm still not happy yeah you gotta be careful yeah because yeah. you can always chase and yeah. it'll never be good enough and it's like people have this thing with money it's like you can earn 80k I think there's a stat don't quote me but yeah, your happiness that. doesn't change it's the hedonic after, treadmill yeah yeah like 70,000 like yeah. people think oh I'm going to make 300k and I'll be happier it's like it won't change yeah. the moment you hit X no it is an interesting yeah. statistic and yeah I think I definitely am proud of what we've done and the impact we've had but I just want to have that on such like a wider scale and not necessarily from like the money thing like the money's great um, you know like I've upgraded to like a big, bigger nicer house like a nicer car I don't feel happier like it's cool but I don't definitely don't feel happier and yeah, I, I think what does bring that happiness is getting a message or someone coming up to you in real life. Like I had someone come up to me the other day. I don't know how I did this, but he literally said I stopped him from like killing himself. Yeah, that's yeah, huge. Totally. And I was like, what did I post to do that? Yeah. Mm. Like that's motivating though, isn't it? Like, I, I'm like, yeah. I wanted to like yeah. make the content like 10 times better after that. Mm. And I've, yeah. I've had a few messages like that of, of, and heaps of messages from people being like, you've helped me lose 60 kilos. Like that girl or boy is just like, improve their health metrics tenfold because yeah, you just, just changed their life me actually. talking shit about calories yeah yeah this is why like off topic or sort of on topic but we get a lot of slack from the fact that we make money out of this like mm. what we do mm. like people pay us to make the money or whatever right people can't dissociate that from that like what you said then about helping people is why all three of us want to keep growing this not because we're getting paid yeah and people don't believe that but i promise you we could make so much more money and have zero meaning or you could get messages. Like we get those same messages. I think there was one guy who actually said he was on the verge of killing himself. Same thing. And we helped him. Mm. Not directly, but through what we teach. And it's the same thing. We could get paid, I don't know, X dollars for that. Or you can receive that message. Yep. And I've had Tom like text me on a Saturday night telling me he's fucking crying because he's read some message from some bloke. Yeah. And like people will be like, oh, that's a cringe. But it's like, that's the facts. Yeah. yeah so much more. Literally, I spent, I had two phone calls with a guy that was like, Oh, bro i'm like in 60k debt like i'm gambling non-stop and yeah. then he like sent a massive message in on like a saturday night he's like bro like i he's like two weeks like two weeks ago i was thinking about like ending it i didn't know where to go mm. came across your content you've spent all this time helping me he's like i you know i can't thank you enough and like reading shit like that i was really i'm like fuck that's like we've actually had a massive impact on that guy's life and i think yeah. a lot of people don't really see that i'm sure people will look at you and go oh look at this like cocky dickhead like yeah. you know cool he's got massive muscles he can lift heavy weights and he makes all this money but like what a wanker yeah and it's like yeah maybe but you know there's so many other things there are 80 90 percent of people that watch your content probably really enjoy it and take something from it and learn something and then change the way that they do something and that's the impact you have and they don't have to pay you they don't have to watch your content but Mm -hmm. they do and 
Same thing with the people that don't like it. If you don't like it, don't fucking... I've seen like some of your lives, people jump on and write something and you're just like, beta, yeah, that's a beta comment. Like, <laughs> yeah. what's, what's the point of that, mate? Like, you know, go, on, go <laughs> and work on yourself. Like, just go to that? bed angry. Like, yeah, like, yeah. What's the point of that? We probably don't say as much of that as we should. Because like, <laughs> we, we want to get into this. Like, we, we've learned like so much about doing this stuff. Like probably mm. the similar time frame. I don't know, when did you start exactly this? Uh, content. Yeah, like, yeah, 2020 or something? Yeah, August 2020 yeah. was when we started our TikTok. We were pretty much the same time, yeah. right? So 2020, June and then December for this one. And we have learned so much about humans and their psych mm. and why they do things. And I know you said, someone on our question and answer on Instagram once said, what's the biggest thing you've learned in the last like two years? And Steve said like, humans and how they react and how fucked oh, up they are sometimes yeah. and it's yeah. like it's a bit sad to be honest literally why it's are really people sad. writing that like in the comments do you think and it's exactly what you said it's like go to bed angry <laughs> it's yeah. like they're yeah. venting and like trying well, to one thing i've learned is probably like projecting their own insecurities so like Spot maybe on. they see me who like doesn't work a conventional job and maybe has and i might be like sounding a little bit cocky here, but and might have fact. some attributes that they like one in themselves and they don't like someone else who but has... you've earned that. Like you've worked for that. You know, yeah, sort they, of they thing. don't it's know like that. It's, yeah. They're just yeah. all poppy, like literally. Yeah. But um, one of the ones I cop is like your parents were rich. Like, <laughs> and that's one that I actually get hated over because my parents came from Russia with $80 and like put me through payment plans to like to go to a private school. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so there's a lot of people that will like try and attribute like a good trait I have. Even like with the physique, they're like, oh, he's, he's on like gear or something yeah. like that yeah, well, like, great, that great big, genetics like, yeah. yeah no matter work unfortunately hard, even if you're on gear you're not but you yeah. still have to actually train which yeah. people don't actually understand and you have to train like a fucking animal or, yeah. or they say i'm five foot four so i love joking <laughs> about that saying like i'm like the strongest five foot tall athlete <laughs> <laughs> there is yeah. but like again like what's the point of that comment like what, what is that individual like people they feel better about themselves like, yeah. spot on like why do people give us shit like i had people for like one guy what happened to your face what happened to your face your teeth and then Steve's right. fucking what else your eyes oh my nose yeah. I'll, I'll open your sitting eyes on, I'm, I'm sitting on grandma's couch as well yeah like people would be like because we used to film shit in our house and we're yeah, moving yeah. into an office now and it'll be better for that we won't get yeah. as many of those comments but it's just funny like people will find anything to just like you said make yeah. themselves feel better it's, it's pretty pretty sad yeah, yeah. Have no. you ever had any of those? Oh, it's so easy to write shit online. Have you ever had anyone come up to you in person or like heckle you or like a genuine hater in real life? One person heckled me in real life. Really? Um, it was at a, a club. I don't go out much anymore. Um, but back when I did, I was just with Louis and some guy was about, he was like six foot six. He was taught, telling, chewy, chewing Louis's ear off, saying he was on Anavar and Tranavar and Canavar and <laughs> Fanavar and. <laughs> Tren and Ben and Len and Clen, and he looked like shit and he was perspiring everywhere and for some reason he was just hustling me like calling me um homophobic slurs the whole night um not the whole night just for like 10 minutes he, he came up to me for Friday's and he's like and this isn't my words it's his words oh you're that from TikTok and he was six foot six I was that was not a battle I was gonna yeah, win yeah. so I just like looked yep, at him I said mate get, get away from me and that was the worst one I've had, but everyone else just gives me heaps of love. Yeah, nice. Or they might be like drunk and kind of yelling out and taking the piss and yelling my name, but I don't really care. Like, yeah, yeah it's you, sometimes you just get pissed idiots and 
yeah, it's, it's funny to see like we it's very similar we actually i haven't personally had anyone come up and abuse me mm. in the street i had a few people come up and say yeah, keep it keep it up keep it going yeah but it's funny you put people behind a screen and behind a keyboard and that's where yeah. the haters come out to play like very like i'm that's why i was so surprised to hear that you had had a hater come yeah. up to you in person because that's the first instance i've heard from probably all four of us whereas behind behind the screen on tiktok they're happy to slam oh, away yeah. their comments yeah, but, or a saturday night phone call yeah if you care, oh. to, care to share what happened oh yeah I, yeah yeah so i had a this was yeah it was about six six eight <laughs> six eight weeks ago and so I'm, some guy just called me randomly he left his number on the phone i wish it's gone out of my call log now anyway but mm. yeah he just called me up and he's like i'm gonna fucking murder you I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and i just started laughing i thought it was funny i you're thought it was a mate or something yeah and, hey you're lucky to be still here yeah i know but then he's like no i'm gonna fucking get you watch out like and i was just like uh, this is getting a little bit weird now and then it yeah. was, I was like who is this I was like well, what do you want and then he just hung up I was like what the fuck is going <laughs> yeah, on here like, it's so like that person would never say that in like in person oh, if I was no like shit. to walk past them on the street they're just big tough guys yeah. behind closed doors but what's yeah. the going back like just a tiny bit you kind of touched on it already but what's the most rewarding part of what you've done so far like when you sit back and you go like geez we've gone we've come a long way what's like the most rewarding part of it you said that the, you know the money the cars you don't really care too much for that like what what part of it have you enjoyed the most and like got the most satisfaction out of yeah um i definitely like having a voice that people listen to and like being responsible with that as well um but yeah again like the biggest one is just like knowing that you're positively impacting people and i think i need to do more of that because i I do a lot of like the funny personality-based content, which like obviously helps with people relate to me and it's just like my personality and like maybe I'll be talking about music or something that really interests me. I'm not doing it for anybody else, but a lot of people like that. But I think I do need to do more of, you know, like showing people how I train, what I do, like, you know, how I stay with like stable mental health, things like that. So definitely the most rewarding thing is like knowing or not even knowing, but like, people reaching out to you and saying like you've helped me this much with something so i think that has been rewarding so i need to like double down and i need to do more of it yeah yeah. one um i I listened to one of your podcasts recently you talked a lot about sort of meditating and you alluded to mental health there um do you want to give our listeners we've never really talked much about it um to it in Mm. our podcast we've touched on it briefly but i think it's definitely related to gambling as well there's Mm. gamblers you know are a lot of reasons why people get into gambling is because of their poor mental health and stuff. So I'd be very interested to hear sort of, you know, your take on it and how your fitness really helps breed your mental health and, and what you like about, you know, looking after your mental health and how it's positively impacted your life. Yeah, I'd, I'd say like I haven't gone through anything overly traumatic. Like I'm very grateful. I had two extremely loving parents, never really experienced like apart from the worst thing maybe being financial distress with like my parents not being able to afford to send me to a private school, um, you know, like saying, oh, we got to sell the house because private school fees have increased. I, that was like the most stressful thing I had to deal with in my childhood, mm-hmm. which compared to others, like I'm so, so grateful for that. Um, and as a result, I don't feel I've had like significant mental health issues. The worst thing is probably like breakups, getting cheated on, things like that, that are just like bumps in the road, but compared to like some of the stuff other people have gone through like it is nothing but at the same time like everyone responds to things differently i think definitely like a year and a half ago i was probably like going back on it like not like clinically depressed or anything but i was not happy like i was going through some tough times with like louis going through a breakup 
experience like literally my f- first experience with death ever and that was my grandfather just like a few things i had to deal with again it might not people might listen to it and say like that's nothing mate but that was probably the hardest time for me and so i really got into meditation there um really got into journaling really just established like my support network of people i could talk to and activities i'd engage in like healthy activities i'd engage in to really free my mind and think more clearly like a big one for me was cycling i just go on the bike and cycle like 100 150 k's just by myself and i would feel a million bucks after Mm. that um and i don't know like i i haven't mentioned it yet but i don't really have any experience with gambling or any of the hardships like that but i'm a big believer in engaging in healthy sustainable activities to that might help stabilize your mental health like instead of you know, a night on the beers is fantastic. You'll feel elite, but like that's not sustainable. And the, the scary is the day after will come yeah. back with interest. Um, yeah. So I'm a big believer in doing activities that are, you know, they're, they're sustainable. They're, they're going to contribute to like an overall better use. Like a big one for me is like the sauna, for instance. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I'll go hit the sauna with my mates, have a good chat. Like that is aiding you towards like a performance benefit. You're not doing like some sort of substance or consuming excessive amounts of alcohol or whatever yep. else people do like, i'm a big believer in activities like that yeah oh it's great to hear honestly it's great to hear i I've, i personally love like the like well-being mental health sort of mm. thing um that that scene of things and it's great to have yeah someone with your influence really sort of using your voice to get that out to young men because we know sort of the the dangers particularly for young men particularly you know 18 to 30 that's when you know a lot of male suicides high and so mm. for you to use your use your voice and really encourage these healthy living styles it's yeah it's fantastic so yeah keep it up yeah I'd, I'd say one of the big ones for me when when shit just seems to be going wrong or there's just like everything's hectic um which i've had that's probably one of the things i don't talk on enough with is like the amount of stress i i, I don't think i get stressed out about it but from like an external lens, people might be saying, oh, like that's a pretty stressful situation, but I don't respond to it in a stressful way. But if stuff's just hectic, like I'll take stock, I'll be like, I'll write out what need, what issues are happening at the moment, like potential solutions to it. Just really take stock because if you, mm. and my coach has helped with me with this so much and I have a psychologist too. It's like when you write stuff down, you're like the only narrator. There's no like, and you put it on paper and it just seems like way more simple and it's a great way to take stock and just have clarity in it's like a sometimes your head can be like a jungle if you don't put everything in like a filing system absolutely i find meditation and journaling and writing everything out just helps me so much with that sometimes yeah i do a bit of journaling as well and it's Mm. something i want to do more of but it's just a discipline thing at the end of the day um, but yeah, just putting those words on paper and sometimes you just unravel the thoughts in your, in your mm-hmm. own mind. You're like, oh, I'm being an idiot or something, or it's like, oh, I've identified what's wrong or, or, you know, it just helps yeah. to see what's going on and actually yeah, visualize the words. It just, yeah, helps clear things up a lot. The, the hardest, most beneficial one for me, but it just requires the most amount of discipline is I would literally sit there with my legs crossed up against the wall, eyes shut for 30 minutes, no meditation up, no nothing, just... Mm you and your own thoughts which can be quite scary yeah. um for 30 minutes i'd set on my my watch here a 30 minute timer and sometimes it feels like when's this bloody timer going off but that is like i think once i did like 30 days in a row of that and i just felt like so so good i got to do it more like i haven't yeah, done it in yeah. 
probably a week or so. And sometimes when stuff gets busy, it's easy to not do it. But, and then all of a sudden I start feeling like rubbish and I'm like, oh, I got to meditate, got it. And yeah. I always feel better after it, but it can't just be something I do when I'm feeling bad. And then, you know. It's easy when you're feeling good to not do it. Cause you're like, oh, well, I'm feeling great yeah. now. Like, but yeah, it, it 100% should, understand. It yeah. should, like, it is literally probably the most important thing to do apart from like good sleep i'd say that is the most important thing and then after i do a bit of uh meditation i often find solutions to problems and i just write down ideas and things like that i I think it's extremely powerful it's good that you can like i really enjoy hearing people especially you've got influence speak about that and Mm. just like you're sitting there so candidly and talking about if i'm struggling i'm doing this i see a psychologist like all these things are probably pretty taboo for a lot of people especially young males are like oh you know what that guy's a fucking pussy like mm-hmm. you know oh, what, i'm just gonna go have a beer or you know yeah, toughen yeah. up like that's what it is but the fact that you can talk about it and normalize that like i'd love to see more of your content you said you want to talk about yeah, it more, probably more about like that i think you can have a massive influence on people just mm-hmm. purely because of that because most people do go for that outlet which like you said you know they go and have five beers mm. with their mates or yeah. 10 beers with their mates and then Sunday they feel 10 times worse and you can't go and have beers again Sunday and then Monday and then Tuesday. So that maintenance piece or something that's a lot more sustainable, uh, yeah, I really, really Yeah, and not that. to like talk down on anyone that goes out drinking. Like oh, for me, course. I like to save it up for like a special occasion. Like I went out last, what day was it? Last Saturday and it was the first time in probably like a month or something and I, I was like, no wonder people go out. This is yeah, amazing. This yeah. is so such fun. good fun yeah. mm. and like had enough hydrolyte and electrolyte so i wasn't really that hungover obviously a bit of a loss of productivity but i feel like when you save it up for a good event and like it's not escapism you're not just like escaping your problems from the week and you get pissed every weekend yeah like if you save it up for a special occasion like i had a blast it was fantastic obviously you know you you night sleep and recoveries in the gutter but <laughs> i think there's a there's a Feeds time and place though. for it yeah you feel good afterwards you're and hanging out with friends even and, yeah. yeah for for me like when i go out a lot of it's like networking as well i'm, I'm mm. hanging out with like different you know girls or guys that i might not usually talk to because i'm like fitness and that kind of thing yeah, so sure. I, I always find it really beneficial if you do it like you're not doing it every weekend yeah well, that's where that, that balance comes into yeah. play hey no yeah. i like that with the uh, we'll go kind of back to the, the gym stuff a little bit because I'm kind of curious to know how you dealt with it, at least initially. I don't know how much of the programming and stuff is still mm-hmm. done now, but more so early days. How do you encourage people that do pick up your program or look at you and they're like, oh, like he's training like this, he's benching like this, I'm going to do that. How do you encourage people to, all right, mate, if you start doing this program, you're not going to look like me tomorrow or you're not going to be you know, PRing your bench tomorrow. How do you encourage people to stick at what they're doing for the long term like you know lifting weights you don't see instant gratification it takes mm. months and months to build muscle and months and months to get stronger what, how do you like encourage at least you know previous clients to kind of stick to that goal even with nutrition losing fat getting lean you know it's not yeah. just oh yeah stop eating macas or whatever you know there's a lot of dis- discipline structure patience how do you encourage people like on that path mm. i'd say one of the things i always advocate for is people always ask like what keeps you motivated and like mate i'm not motivated to do this every day like sometimes i feel like yeah i really want to do this but i always advocate for like just discipline and building habits over everything so i think it's like 90 days for it to become a habit some sort of cool little instagram infographic there will say like 90 days (laughs) but it's it's true like and you need a bit of motivation to get you started but you need it to really become something like a habit like for me if i don't if I didn't hit squats this morning, that's the first loss of the day. Yeah. Um, and you might think, oh, it's just one session you missed. But 
for me mentally that just like pushes back another session another session then all of a sudden i'm trying to back end all my volume for the week and then you know that stuff's up the next week and if you just make sure every day you do your little bit to get there that's like a little stepping stone and if you accumulate good habits and good volume and that's essentially why my coach does all my program because he puts in all the numbers there all the exercises the volume i need to hit for the week and i know if i accumulate good habits you know accumulate what is it what do they call it the um uh, the motor units, it, particularly for powerlifting, like I, I will get stronger, I'll make progress. And I know that each session is a little stepping stone. And I think that's something people need to understand is it's not that one F45 session that's going to do anything for you. Like you might work up a sweat and feel those endorphins released and feel really good mentally. But if you're wanting to make progress in terms of any sort of like performance metric, like it needs to be a long-term thing. And, and for me, people like, I've had people like actually make fun of me for like my strength like like in power in powerlifting i'm not like winning nationals or whatever yeah it's always like the five foot two bloke in my weight class who probably doesn't look overly aesthetic and credit to him like they're an absolute monster but for me i, I want to prove to myself i'm getting stronger i like doing it in a competitive environment i like doing at, like looking aesthetic and having good cardio at the same time and also enjoying it so like people make fun of me because like i'm not winning nationals for some reason yeah um they're like oh there's 16 year old 60 kilo sub juniors with a better deadlift than you i'm like who cares yeah but what's your deadlift bro like, <laughs> like why are you yeah, so that, i, I yeah. just feeling better about themselves i know and and so I, I do it for me but i also know that strength is such a long-term game like maybe when i'm 30 i might be close to like the strongest bloke in the country because like it is such a long-term thing and people might think it's kind of lame you know i'll be older and really strong but I think I'm on the right trajectory and I know that it's just like a process you got to trust. Yeah. I, I like that. I like how you, how you said that it's just, it's not motivation. It's, it's discipline. And I saw um, that you did an ice bath with prime the mm. other week. And then I actually caught that you do cold showers every morning. Now, yeah. this is something that me and Steve have been doing for the last few months. And uh, yeah. we joke about how like we're, semi-addicted to them like if you don't have one in the morning you feel like shit first or, loss of the day mate yeah so yeah, it's not cold enough though well, yours isn't cold <laughs> yeah, enough, but my, mate mine's freezing yeah, it's yeah. terrible i was just saying to steve i reckon i reckon they're getting colder but winter's gonna be it's, it's 100 percent spot on because if you wake up and you don't have one you actually you're like you, like you're a coward like it you compounds. literally just like i just like laying laying there <laughs> like right, yeah. I, like i actually feel like you know why didn't you do it like for what reason did you not yeah. do it and it's like yeah all right, fuck, we'll I've, get in now. i've had one every single morning this year except for when i was sick because i think it's not good to do it when you're sick because your body's already trying to cope with too much coward. so <laughs> yeah yeah probably <laughs> two weeks ago i was sick for like five days so i missed five days there but yeah. got straight back on it um and i'll tell you what you wake up all groggy and then you go in the shower and you want to like yeah, yeah. you want to <laughs> someone else run through a wall yeah, like every, sick. if well, i do that then i have my coffee i'm like yeah let's go boys what are we doing i was listening to one of your podcasts how you say you can channel your anger very mm. well into effort on your yeah. training yeah, yeah um how often is that your kind of energy for the for the session? Like, it's obviously good yeah. to be able to do that, but it's obviously bad to rely on that all the time. Yeah, not not often. Not often. Maybe okay. sometimes I just think of real like <laughs> messed up stuff. Like, <laughs> like that's why your missus broke up with you because you're like you're weak and you know her new guy's gonna. You won't actually be able to deadlift more than me. But like, I'll I like tell myself that I'm like if you miss this rep on bench, like that is literally why she left you, mate. Like you are a. You're I've a done loser. this I, yeah. when I used David to run because like, I used yeah. to do a lot of <laughs> interval stuff when I was more so younger, like twenties. 
I would do shit in my head like, oh, um, fucking, I don't know. This is for someone who died 10 years ago oh. of like, cancer or think of someone suffering of cancer and be like, what the fuck are you yeah. doing? You're just going for a run. They're actually suffering. Fucking work harder or something like oh, that. Oh, literally, yeah. So kind of helps. putting it into perspective. I definitely, I did like a 10K for the first time the other day and <laughs> definitely like throughout that, I was like, mate, if you stop now, like I was literally thinking, I don't even think it's like that bad. Like obviously it, that's not how I think of myself like that, course, but it is... Yeah. Like it's almost a bit performative, and it gets me through. I I like it. I I don't think I'm an angry person. I don't hold a lot of anger towards anything, but I feel like I can dig something up and channel yeah. a bit of emotion there. Yeah, you've got to work. We've got to work out what works for you. Mm-hmm. Like for some people, they'd be listening on that would not work for me. Yeah. But it's like it's for everyone. It's different. I remember I heard a good story about Chris Judd. Like played footy. Um, yeah, Chris Judd, um, and he was. <laughs> everyone knows who Chris yeah, Judd yeah, is. Yeah. I'm sure you know who yeah, Chris yeah, Judd I love is. Him, yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. Like I don't need to explain who Chris Judd is. <laughs> I heard he's, he was pretty good at it. Too. Yeah, 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 you might have been alright. <laughs> anyway, he used to say that he used to walk out to the field and be like, "You are the worst player on this field. You suck. Like you're yeah. horrible." Which is such a like contradicting thing that like psychologists would tell you like they'd say like positive mindset make sure you like pump yourself up and he'd go out there and say i suck i'm so bad which would then fire him up and get him so amped and then obviously he did what he did he played pretty good footy so yeah yeah you got to work out what works for you yeah yeah i'd say yeah i don't always do that um yeah it's just like time and play another one i've done is like you know maybe it's like two weeks before a comp and you're doing like for me i do like a doubles block or whatever and you see like testing your openers and Sometimes I need to fire myself up and, and I don't know if you guys know who like Taylor Atwood is, for instance. He's like, I think he's considered the world's best natural powerlifter. He's 74 kilos and he's got like a 850 kilo total. Powerlifting is a boring sport, but I find him very motivating. And I'm like, if Taylor Atwood is 74 kilos and he can deadlift 350 kilos, why can't you do like this 230 kilos for two reps here? Like, yeah. And I'll just tell myself that. I'm like, good. Yeah. That, that's like... Makes sense. You should be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Even, yeah. Why can't I? Yeah. The only yeah, problem with that is, is obviously you know you can do that rep because you've yeah. trained it. But if you grabbed Steve, he ain't pulling that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you've got to be yeah, careful with that. But yeah. Obviously that yeah, again works. Within, obviously within reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny though. What's it like? Um, obviously you live with Prime and Louis, and mm. they operate probably slightly differently. We're having a joke before that mm. you know you all do things a little bit differently. What yeah. is it like? living with them and seeing like the content they make, the way they go about it. Obviously, mm. you're not going to agree with everything. How does that, do you guys ever like speak about the way that they go about it or the, the content that they're producing or obviously you all train really differently. Do you ever mm. speak about shit like that or? Mm. I don't know. Like, yeah, we, we do train very differently and I think people would be surprised if they just like spent time in our house for a day because we we're in our rooms like working so hard, like yeah. pretty independently and then we might come down and, have like a conversation or we might it might be we having dinner together it lines up at the same time we have a chat but i think we're all very respectful of how different each other's content is yeah. like louise is very running based i'm very i want to become more gym and positive impact based but i think a lot of my stuff is like personality based too which is why i got like the cult following i do um and then Primes is obviously like footy is his world. Yeah. Um, so I think we're all pretty respectful of that. And no one's like, oh, you know, fuck your content, you know, your content shit or whatever. Yeah, no, of like, course. Like I might not necessarily find Prime's footy content valuable for me, but I, I lo- love his hustle. I love his energy in the house. Uh, obviously, Louis is my best mate, my brother, everything. Like we're all super respectful and supportive of each other's content. And 
like it's it's different for a reason and i don't think like every you know prime might have a youtube video that does really well and then i might have a tiktok that gets a million views during the week and then louis might have a reel that gets like a million views and we're all happy for each other and it's different content and we're all grinding in in our own kind of direction so i think everyone just like works well do you celebrate each other's successes i mean i think this is something that as a honestly as a nation i think we're really really terrible at it like being happy for other people building other people up you know Mm -hmm. really getting psyched for their own achievements obviously you guys are all really successful in your own right is that something that you guys do do you celebrate together or do you encourage like how does that work what's the dynamic there yeah we're pretty huge on that like if if um someone has a video takeoff or we're, we're super proud and we'll you know we'll, we'll see each other in the kitchen or whatever microwaving a meal and we'll say like mate that was unreal like that video there and it doesn't stop there we're like you know i want a piece of that too like do you have any tips for my content like i'll yeah. ask louis like i showed him a video i made on my 10k i'm like mate do you have any tips for me like what do you do for this like would you encourage this and he said mate they're like the, this is what he actually said he's like mate that's fantastic like and i think i already was heavily influenced by how he made videos but and like the reel did really well. I think it, it's on like 150k views so far, which is good for Instagram. And so, so it is very much like we're super proud for each other, and we also want to bring each other up. And so, if I ask Louis, like, how'd you do that? He's not going to gatekeep that information from me. He's yeah, going to tell nice. me. But you know, we might not tell the whole world and of anyone course. and everyone who only wants to associate with you because you're up right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. But the real homies who are like there to actually support each other, like Prime, he often get like his YouTube does way better than mine because his footy vlogs go off but he'll ask me for feedback on thumbnails because he knows like i'm quite I've, I've been learning quite a bit about thumbnails i've got a good editor for it so he'll ask me about that and so and i know his video is probably going to get more views than mine and i'm not like you know i'm not going to help you because i don't want you to get yeah, more yeah, views no. mate i want you to do as well as possible um and and then when my instagram account was banned like they're sharing and saying go follow gab's second account mm. so yeah, yeah. there is like mate most of Australia's tall poppy syndrome. No one wants to see you win, but when they do see you winning, you're going to get a bunch of DMs from people yeah. going, mate, love your stuff. You're a yeah, legend. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> love what you boys are doing. Um, like the amount of when, because Louis was always the smallest in the group. Now he's kind of, you know, based on Instagram metrics, he's the biggest. Yeah. The amount of messages he had from people coming out of the woodwork, like, yeah. hey, mate, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> got yeah. this thing that I'd love you to promote. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's like, mate, where were you when I had 10K? And yeah, yeah. Li- people literally called him the other guy because yeah, yeah. like, they knew Anabolic Gabe and called him the other guy. And now I get messages from people going like, you're hanging on to like Louis' coattails. For his-. It's like... Who cares? Yeah, it's like creators grow at different speeds, <laughs> yeah, dude. And yeah. it's not like that. <laughs> no, that's that's the Australian culture. Like I, yeah, I just can't... I can't stand it. And I liked that you mentioned before that you had a coach, right? Like obviously you're paying mm. for, and something that you could hundred percent do yourself. Now this is feedback. Yeah. You don't know anything about gambling. You don't know much about what we do. We spoke about a little bit, but like a common feedback we get is like, bro, why would people pay you to do that? They can do it themselves. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're like, you know, you look the way that you look, you're really strong. Like you're so massive on your nutrition and your training. And yet you still have somebody guiding yeah. you through it, showing you how to do it. Like, teaching you what you should be doing and making yeah. sure that you're accountable and disciplined and having somebody do that for you, I think is massive. And a lot of people in our space are like, oh, well, you know, I can gamble on my own or I can bet on my own. And yeah. It's like, yeah, but you're missing out on the coaching, the discipline, the structure, yeah. you know, keeping you accountable to what you need to be doing so that you can be successful in the long term. And it's yeah. nice to see other successful people still, you know, doing that for themselves. Yeah. Like you, you don't just, I'm, I'm the best. I know everything. I'm going to do it on my own. Yeah. And I, I really enjoy that. So like, 
again, it's kind of touching on that. How, how do you encourage other people to, to, to better themselves? Like, you know, people like, oh, I don't want to do it on my own or, you know, just because he's doing it. Like, I don't have to do this way. Yeah. How do you get people out of that mindset? Like, that is the Australian tall poppy. Well, yeah. what, do you, what do you do? I know you, you deal with it differently to us in a sense that you kind of call them out to an extent if they're on their live, you know, that's beta. What's the point yeah, of that? Yeah. Go to bed angry, whatever. But yeah. how, how, do you ch- how do you change that? Like, what do you, do you focus on it or is it just more building your own content and kind of stuff them? Who cares? Yeah, so I think that probably relates to like investing into yourself, right? Uh, and I think it's this this like, it's like a, it's a small business mindset. It's a saying that my old boss said, which really stuck with me. I absolutely, I got so much out of like him kind of mentoring me, but he had this saying, it was like penny rich, pound poor, right? You can be really nitty gritty and counting every single penny and you're unwilling to spend a hundred dollars on a coaching session or a you know, the rebate for the psychologist that you go and see to figure out the demons in your head. Um, but that investment might come back tenfold down the line. If, if I spend $1,000 into therapy, that's that's me being able to think clearly and having stable mental health and being able to operate a successful company and train well and sleep well and having good relationships, right? Whereas some people might be like, and it's completely fair enough, this shit's expensive. Like, like I I've, I definitely know how much a dollar is worth like living out of home and having to pay for everything. It, it, so it is like hard to justify, but I think I have learned that just, I view myself as like a company and it's good to get like an external consultant in there just to, to check off and identify what's wrong and fix things. And cause if I'm doing it myself, it's like I've got too much stuff to worry about already. Yep. So it's good to have like a specialist come in and you know, if I go see a psychologist, it's I'm the, being the main character for an hour, and he's figuring everything out, yep. and giving me not not advice, but just like asking the right questions. Same with my coach. Like if I need to fix something, he, he'll fix it all up. So I, I view it like that. Like you're the external company, and you're hiring someone to kind of identify issues and help solve them. Yeah, I, I really I, like that. I like that. I was going to actually butt in before, but you've answered it already. As a human, we have a hundred percent energy. For example. If you're wasting 20% worrying about what you should lift in the gym, how you should lift it, whether it's working, that's going to then domino into, I don't know, your your business or wasting energy on something else that's going to then take it away from somewhere else. Whereas if you're paying someone to sort that out for you, that's 0% energy wasted, you just train. And this is stuff that like, if for example, someone was to go and do what we do on their own, um, they're going to waste 30% of their energy trying to work out what to fucking do, for example, what tip to put out. Whereas they just place the bet, do it, and then they can worry about something else. So I think a lot of people get too focused on not seeing the bigger picture. So mm-hmm. everything's like a holistic. I, I was an osteopath for three years, yeah. studied it for five. Holistic, yeah. right? I know you've spoken about osteos in yeah. and stuff like that. And for example, you look at someone's knee, it's injured. Um, what if it was coming from the lower back yeah. or the hip? Um, you need to look at everything holistic. You need to look at sleep, diet. Um, mental health it all relates back to the, the human body being a holistic thing and then you can then put that out into a company like how you said I view myself as a company someone else looks in um, for example right now we're in a bit of a not a rut but as you said before but we're trying to try work shit out because we're not getting the results for the effort that we're putting mm-hmm. in but if you looked at that in six months the work we're putting in now the foundation to make these systems might come out later and that's a challenge for us to get off that instant gratification sort of yeah. wanting everything right now to saying, all right, well, mm. let's just be patient here. We know it works. It's going to work eventually. We just have to stick yeah. it out. So yeah, I liked how you said that. Yeah. Um, Something you, bo- you mentioned before um, 
when you sort of first started up the first eight months you weren't getting much traction or it wasn't really growing too much how do you go dealing with the doubt of sort of now you've gotten to the point where your small business your company that is you know your brand is it's really exploded um but obviously you still want it to go further and further and grow and grow how do you deal with the doubt of not really knowing what the next step forward is in the sense of you're just sort of like like we are we're just sort of taking it day by day and in a way winging it you know there's no real person that you can follow there's no real textbook that you can follow i'm in one of your last podcasts you mentioned the corporate world there's a there's a ladder you can climb so in a corporate world it's very sort of straightforward about how you go about building that career and getting yourself up and working your way up as a small business owner you know that's that's blowing up how do you go about dealing with the doubt of not sure what to do and sort of where do you where do you turn to obviously you've got louis and prime that you're all sort of in the same game um yeah how do you how do you handle those sort of situations of, of your day-to-day tasks and what to do next yeah i suppose i'm definitely not perfect and i deal with that doubt on a daily basis like and there are times where i i like feel like insecure about things i'm like you know this could fail you know mm. there's a huge purchase order for all this apparel for 30 grand what if it doesn't sell you know it's a lot of money gone there and i i actually have those doubts every single day so i don't have an answer for how i deal with it i just try to give it my best and like and there was a point you mentioned before like you're working really hard but i'm a big believer in like just making like the good big decisions in the right direction so like you could be working hard in a completely futile direction but if you're working hard in something that has potential, like growth potential, then like the fruits might be, you know, way better. Yeah. Um. So I, I, how I deal with that doubt, I don't know. Like, I just try to stay like on top of trends. Like, understand. Like, obviously, I'm not going to invest thirty grand into like a a product that I I think has no potential. You know, I might keep on top of like, for example, the the singlets we did. I this might be completely off topic but i was like in new york and i'd see like very fashionable people in clubs like literally wearing like the the wife beater style singlet just like dressed nicely you know styled correctly and so i put my money where my mouth is and i said let me bring that back home to australia and it was like i think what did we did one drop that sold out in like eight minutes and then another one the week after sold out and that were it wasn't just 50 singlets it was like 500 units and so i think just like putting like an educated guess and like doing your proper research and planning and so that that's kind of how i deal with that doubt is like there's good reason why i'm doing this and i think there's potential in it mm. um keep backing yourself yeah sounds like yeah it sounds like not just fine. like do, putting effort into random things like actually mm. like planning it out a little bit I have think you made any mistakes uh, in hindsight in like obviously yeah <laughs> well obviously like you're gonna try stuff is anything yeah. you've done not gone the way that you wanted it to yeah well definitely like i think like sometimes we we'd like misread like a purchase order and overorder something like we've definitely taken L's like that but yep. then you look back at it and it's like we got over it like in the time it was so stressful but now like it's a non-issue yeah it all and, comes out in the wash yeah any other mistakes I'm trying to think like just in general even like just in life I don't um, know if talking about <laughs> life nah we'll like yeah I just meant more so like along the journey like yeah. are there things that you're like oh I can't believe we ended up we've doing that like, yeah like we've done stuff and we're like oh <laughs> yeah. I cannot believe we used to do that there's before. there's nothing I've done which is like fuck I really regret doing that yeah one of my only biggest regret or like 
thing was like stuffing up my English exam in year 12, which stopped <laughs> me from getting like on the scholars board <laughs> at my school. Like literally to this day, what that is like... stuff up? Did you know you stuffed no, up? No, so I was moment? like the like the third ranked student at like Caulfield Grammar, which was like the best, like highest ranked. <laughs> this is such a weird story, but to, <laughs> it's like one of the things that genuinely bothers me. Yeah. Um, And... I had like a 98% sack average for English. I thought I was the modern day Shakespeare. <laughs> and then some reason, I think, because I'd really go for really out there ideas. I wouldn't go for like the conventional yeah. stance on like an essay topic. And, you know, I got my ATAR back and I got a B plus on the exam. Cool. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I, yeah, so it just like cost me from getting that 98 ATAR. It was a complete vanity metric though. Yeah. But yeah. for some reason, that still irks me. People might absolutely cringe at that story, but that was my whole life back in high school. It, that, to me, shows an individual who's super competitive, mm. but in a good way. And it's not you're not competing with someone else who mm. got 97 yeah. or whatever. You're competing with yourself, which is good. See, it's interesting. I reckon some people get like offended over people who are over-competitive, particularly yeah, like... Yeah, but that's cause, cause I, in yeah, well, I I, Yeah, I don't know. I've... Through my life, I'm very competitive. And it's not like I want to beat you or I want to beat you. It's that I see that other people are doing things. It's like, well, I can do that too. So therefore, I'm driving like that inner competitive against myself. Mm. But people think that it's like, oh, you just have to be better than everyone else. It's like, no, that's not what it is. And I don't know. Some people find that funny. Yeah, well, it kind of goes back to what you were saying. If like your ex is... Uh, boyfriend is now deadlifting more. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the yeah. same sort of thing. I'll make like, sure he doesn't deadlift more than me. <laughs> Unless she dates Taylor Atwood or something next, which would be weird. But <laughs> Which would be weird. No, I have a little bit to follow on from that. Um, limiting resistance. Like, I know yeah. you know what that is. Yeah. I don't know if you boys, like deleting no people in your life that basically, like you said before, you live in a house where everyone's backing mm. each other. Mm. I probably... You've probably been the best one to talk about this the last couple of years, especially. Um, Tom's sort of followed, I don't know, we're very similar in our pathway so far. He's like two years behind the same things happening in his life yep. that happened two years. And we've basically joked about this and called that I've created a clone and we're trying to create like three clones <laughs> that were all the same. Yeah, Not yeah. that I'm the best person, but like getting everyone up to levels where he's good at really good stuff, he's good at things that I'm not good at and trying to become yeah, yeah. good at everything. Surrounding yourself with people who are backing you is massive, but how toxic like, do you think people who not only aren't backing you, but are kind of just like bringing you down, um, how mm. influential is that? And what advice do you have to people who, I don't know, have those people in their lives? Yeah, uh, I was definitely uh, got brought to my attention, this idea. I was re-listening to like, you know, classic white straight male listening to Joe Rogan, whatever, hate me for it. No, but I was listening like, to, that man can do no wrong by me, honestly. <laughs> yeah. But I was listening to his podcast with um, Derek from More Plates, More Dates. Do you guys know him? No. Absolute, Derek, yeah. absolute. Yeah, his name's Derek. He's, I love, Derek's got a good kind of, you know, vibe with me. He's Derek, More Plates, More Dates is like super nerdy about like, he talks about like steroids and stuff like that. I find it really interesting, like... um what is it like a lot of biology like factual stuff about supplements and how things can change different mechanisms in your body i find it really interesting not that like i take exogenous hormones or yeah. anything like that i just find the mechanisms really interesting but anyway he was on the podcast and they were like number one concept is iron sharpens iron so like you know me louis and prime being around each other and having a good network of people of or being competitive in a good way and bringing each other up that sharpens each other i think it brings out the best 
Um, and then they also spoke, it was like a, an anecdote. He said, you know, Dave's under the bridge shooting up heroin again. You know, it's like <laughs> that, that mate who's just yeah, doing yeah. nothing yeah. and bringing you down. It's like, yeah, yeah I, you know, some, some of those mates might be like childhood mates or whatever, but I, I have had to, something I've learned is you being a bit of a savage with cutting people. Like obviously not your day ones that they might not be doing the same thing, but they're still good to be around. But if there's someone who just really is bringing you down, like, I think Louis got a comment the other day, like someone just writing something pretty heinous and they replied, sorry, mate, had to bring you down a few pegs with laughing emojis. It's like, no, no, you, no, no you, you actually didn't because he's out here trying to yeah. help people. Yeah. Like, and it's, that, don't that's a that. full on just, I'm jealous of where you're at. I hate it. Mm. And I'm just going to put that out there to take the piss out of it and actually make a joke out of it when it's actually true. Yeah. <laughs> and I've had people that like, you know, I'm all for having a bit of banter with your mates. Like we're, we're like, Sometimes we take it too far, but we're just like joking with each other the whole time. I think we we become better at like really stopping it when it gets toxic. But those mates or mates, yeah, I don't yeah, really have mates. any of them anymore. Uh, of these type of people is, you know, everything they say is always like whether it's a backhanded compliment or like it's taking the piss out of something you're doing. It's like, hang on, mate, have you actually said anything like supportive or yeah. like done anything supportive of? our business or ventures or projects and I've, I've realized that i'm like hang on i actually don't have to even associate myself with you like i'm getting nothing from this yeah you're not even a good bloke to hang out with because yeah. you're actually like bringing me down all the time i've become i think a whole lot better at like knowing when or reading that kind of energy yeah no that's true i i i can definitely like understand where you're coming from it's something i've been adjusting to over the last definitely over the last six months it's like mm. cool where where do i want to end up where are we going as a business are these people helping me? Are these people not? And like you yeah. said, like backhanded compliments all the time or certain things that, you know, don't, they, they don't agree with that I'm doing. And it's like, well, yeah, we're not kind of going in the same yeah. direction. And they're all those people that you speak about that you've kind of cut off or whatever. They'd be the first people when they're not with you to, they'd have a beer and they'd tell some chick that they're with at the bar that they're mates with gay. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's like, that's the kind of person they yeah. are. And I think you can eventually identify who I, they are. I think it's summed up by this quote. I really like, I have a, a file with all these quotes are like they might be rap lyrics or something actually a little bit more philosophical but it is Muhammad Ali quote I'm going to butcher it but it goes um, it's it's not like the mountains in front of you that are like the most arduous obstacle it's it's the pebble in your shoe and the pebble in your shoe obviously it's going to bring you down it's yeah. going to make it a whole lot harder and that could be you know interpreted as the toxic people in your life that don't really want the best for you or yeah. uh, inadvertently like compromising your goals and your progress. So yeah, no, I'd I say like that, that sums mm. it up. Like that. With all of you in the same house working towards the same goals in an extent, obviously recently you guys had a uh, a burger release at yeah. Royal, Royal Stacks. You yeah, want to talk yeah. us about how that's popped up and what's the go there? Um, I think that was, it was more like a meet and greet, which was awesome. That was like the first official meet and greet we did. And, I was kind of scared because I thought no one would show up. But I think for an hour straight, it was just like people, like there was a line. Our managers organized it really well. Um, they'd come up, we'd have a brief conversation, they'd get a photo. And it was just for an hour straight, kids were coming through. It was fantastic. And then um, like, I didn't know much about this burger place, Royal Stacks, but I love their branding. Um, if I spent more time around there, I would probably put on 10 to 15 kilo because like, <laughs> Their shakes and chips and burgers are second to none. Like they actually look like 
like what they do on yeah, the yeah. on the billboard or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a huge fan of it. I just know that if I keep eating that, but I'm all for like rewarding yourself and yeah. every once in a while, you know, don't just be completely boring. But what I did is is I tried to make the burger as like low calorie as possible, like low cal bun, grilled chicken breast, you know, some herb mayo. Make it yummy, but like yeah, yeah. not just like a 2000 calorie bomb there. Um, <laughs> it was just it, I don't, it's like kind of random, but it was cool to do a meet and greet. I think that's, that's pretty cool when you do a meet and greet and people actually show up. Yeah. So I think it was just an opportunity that came through and we thought, yeah, like it could be pretty cool to build community, have a cool meet and greet. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I liked it. I we did so that with our subs last year and we were kind of like expecting, we didn't know really what, you reckon there was going to be five people rock up yeah, and then it turned out to be up. like, what, like 17, 20 or yeah. something. Like, That's awesome. But like these are just in our paid community. So we got out of like 450 people, we kind of put it on in Melbourne, like mm-hmm. we subs all over the country. I think probably if we organize it better, we get more, but. Well, it's still cool anyway. Yeah, it was good it was to catch cool. up. It is just nice just, to just meet people that are like enjoying what you do or like yeah. they're really supportive or they're like, thanks for doing this, thanks for doing that. Mm. And like, yeah. and yeah, I, I like, I enjoyed it. And obviously, you know, you guys have a way bigger following. So yeah. we spoke about earlier, like hearing those stories or just like people like saying yeah. really like, thank you for what you're doing. It's nice. It's like a nice little... Yeah, I think Louie and I want to do more of that, even if it's just like a community run around the tan or something. Yeah. Where it's like, we just do two laps of the tan, run, no heroes trying to... Yeah. race but like just like a bit of a community <laughs> thing yeah. for like an hour yeah. or something i want to know you mentioned manager a couple of times um and also i assume you're doing most of your stuff by yourself like your brand like obviously with nine to five you got louis uh but how much like w- what goes on in a day for you like yeah. what, what do you do every day looks different and uh sometimes like today was very busy a lot of driving all over the place um uh, so today I had a dentist appointment. I think good advice is uh, <laughs> dentist is something easy to forget about, right? But yeah. if you don't go for five years, they'll hit you with a 5K bill for fillings, right? Yeah. But you're better off going every six months and keeping your teeth in check because it's still going to be 400 bucks. And today it was 12 minutes. They told me my teeth were really good. Keep doing what you're doing. I got an x-ray, 430 bucks. But it is better than, you know, down the track, all your teeth fall out and you have to get all these fillings. So I, that's just, I know, I think most of my friends who are male just don't go to the dentist because they're scared. Get on top of it. I can like, back that up. I've, I've, had, a, I've, had, a, I've had a tooth pulled out because mm. I didn't go for like seven years. And I was like, that's embarrassing. I, I should be sponsored by a dentist, yeah. honestly. Like, <laughs> sponsored by a dentist. Imagine yeah. that. That would actually be such a dub because it costs that much. Yeah. Yeah. Get it I'm sorted good. then. Yeah, yeah I'll talk to my managers. Yeah. <laughs> what, are the, what are the non-negotiables? So obviously, you're like, you're like, you don't want to start the day with an L. So what, are, like, what mm. would be an L for your day? Um looking at my phone and seeing the warehouse is burnt down that's an L <laughs> that, that was probably the biggest L of a day what was your instant reaction to that you, like did you think it was fake you're like oh, I can't believe what the fuck how did you find out was it a text or was it- I had like 10 missed calls from my manager 10 missed calls from my assistant 10 missed calls from the fulfillment group chat <laughs> I was like because I have my phone on Something's do not disturb in here. another room yeah. so I don't have it next for good reason as yeah, well nice, if, yeah. um but yeah, and we, later we found out our stuff wasn't like actually affected um, and we didn't actually have much because most of it was sold out. But I felt sick for two days there. Man. Um, so that was a, like an ultimate L. But like, it uh, wasn't Mark Zuckerberg who said it. It's like, you know, you're going to war every day when you do this stuff yourself and you're not working your nine to five, which, which might be difficult. But when you're, it's your skin in the game, 
Like you're you're going to yeah. war, right? One one way I've described it to friends recently. I've only just really started. These guys obviously haven't been working a nine to five job for a couple of years now. Basically, John basically never did. But I'm I'm very new into it, so I'm very much sort of just adjusting to it all now. And I sort of described it to friends. You have no days on, but you have no days off sort yeah. of thing so it's like always there's something to do but at the same time you're like you're free to go to the beach any day at the same yeah. like so you're not locked in you don't have to turn on a laptop at 9am yeah. any day but at the same day at the same time you don't have any ability to fully switch off like yeah yeah and it's it's a interesting but, adjustment but people talk about work-life balance and i think the it might not be the most responsible thing for me to advocate for but mate i'm trying to make it here i'm not trying to have yeah. work-life balance i'm trying to make it yeah. so my parents can actually retire and you know, help them out with their mortgage. I'm yeah. here to make sure like my, when I want to have kids, like they're well set up. Like I'm not here having work-life balance. Like I'm, I'm on because I yeah, want to make it. Grind. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like well, that, yeah. I can agree with that and disagree. I think me personally, if I have that mindset, I'm done. Like mm. ask these boys, I'll do like 20 hour days. I did an all nighter mm. last week to get our vlog out. Went yeah. to bed at 3 p.m. the next day. Like shit like that's not healthy in the yeah. short term, but, but I reckon it's probably love necessary. It, I fucking love getting yeah, that shit yeah, out, like hundred yeah. percent. But yeah. for me, like, how many hours would you spend on your phone a day? Oh, that is the worst that's, thing. That's the one thing I'm addicted to. Yeah, I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I think we're all done, to be honest. Like, <laughs> no, nah, but that's yeah. I feel like we're talking about <laughs> so, a whole bunch of topics, but yeah. Yeah. How, how does one. how do you manage that? Because like you, you mentioned manager and all that. Like what? Because um, we're trying to like semi-automate things, but mm. at the end of the day, you still have to. St- do it yourself yeah um and going on to sort of another topic people are looking at you and say all right you don't you don't work what would your response be because we both or we all know like we'd probably end up doing twice the amount of work as a nine to five because you're just always on mm. what's the advice to people out there that say that uh yeah i'd I don't know. I think they can probably figure it out for themselves. <laughs> I, I, I actually agree with that 100%. Mm. Like, I, I yeah. have mates that, you know, mates, whatever. Like, people like, oh, you know, fuck, it'd be nice. You know, oh, I might write a comment about a basketball game that's on or something. Like, oh, fuck, it'd be nice to just be on the couch today like you or whatever. And it's like, bro, yeah. like, you don't know. But there's no point trying to convince people that you work hard. Like, yeah. the, the fruits of your labor, like, the proof's in the pudding, right? Like, yeah. you don't get where you are because you but, just decide. But to I also get wouldn't there. say, like, what I'm doing is better than somebody else's. It's just what I no, chose to do. Better. Of no, course. I'm not saying, like, you work your nine to five or whatever, I'm better, like, blah, blah, no. blah. It's not like that. It's just what I chose to do. Like, this is what I'm actually interested in. Maybe they're interested in, you know, whatever they're working in. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, I'd just work in like a different kind of way. I'd say it's just more the mindset, like you know, oh, I'd love to, I'd love yeah. to be able to do what you do. I'd love to have that life. It's, it's like, like you're nothing's, nothing's yeah. stopping you. Like, yeah, you, you, you can it. do it if you want. Yeah. Like, but you got to pull the trigger and have a crack. Yeah, I reckon the last thing I just want to speak on, and I find it really interesting, and I commend you for it. So far, we touched on it in the cafe, right? Everybody that has this huge influence, everybody that's dominating in their yeah. own space. And in Australia, it's just a it's just a shit culture that we have. It's gambling, gambling, gambling yeah. everywhere. Now you haven't been corrupted by it yet, and no. you did make a really good comment in the cafe that I, I would love to to, yeah. to hear why. You know, I'd love for people that know you and know us to understand why you haven't associated with a with a gambling company as of yet. I mean, I know that they'd come knocking and it's really lucrative, but like, yeah. what, what what's the what's the reasoning behind that? Mm. Well. Number one, like I actually haven't, I'd argue I'm in the the 99th percentile in the country for 
most clueless people about gambling. I do, like, I actually don't know anything about it. Yeah. I'm so stingy with my money. I'm so scared of losing it. And to me, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, I don't know whether it's somewhat a game of chance or, that, you know, that might be more the casino or something. I know there is strategy to it, as you guys would kind of argue, but I just don't know anything about it. And for me, I'd rather put my money into something that I know has like a bit of a logical explanation on like a positive ROI. Yeah. Um, to me, like getting some tip on, you know, and people say like it, like putting a multi on the footy makes it interesting, but to me... I, I just don't find that interesting. Like, it seems stressful to me when yeah, I've got no, my own money so on the interesting. line. That, that would be a, like a pure human um, answer. But because these people have been kind of, mm. it's just in them already. They don't see it like that anymore because it's just, oh yeah, it's fine. It's yeah. something that everyone does. It's kind of like, oh, how would you relate? Like maybe like, I don't know, how, when do people start taking drugs? Like recreationally. Like when? you go back to the 1800s and <laughs> fucking people, like literally it's the same thing. It's like, oh, it's fun to go and do that. And now in the in the 2000s, we're doing it because it's just normal mm. as opposed to looking at it like, oh, that's like, why would you put that in your body or something? It's the same kind of principle. Yeah. yeah. Because you don't know any better. Like you don't, you've never done it. It's just so like negative for you to look at, which is actually how it should be. Yeah. It should be how much are you supposed, to, or how much can you lose rather than how much can you win? You're looking at it, yeah. I can lose this. Most yeah. people are looking at it as I can win, and that's where they're getting fucked. Yeah, Jeez, you um, went the you went the long way to, to get there. Going back to the eighteen hundreds, I wasn't sure. We're not all perfect. Where, I wasn't sure where you were going with that, but yeah, but like got there. obviously, like you know, like the, the dollar dollars game, talk, dollars talk, right? Like you know, yeah, yeah. talking like someone puts fifty bands in front of you, like what, yeah. what are you gonna do? Where like how do you weigh that up? And like, um, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like you said that like at the moment it's like an ethical thing for you, right? Yeah. You don't you don't do it. You don't know much about it, so like, why are you going to sit it, there? And what def- does that mean, though? What's ethical? Yeah, so um, as I said, it's definitely like an ethical dilemma for me because um, I've, I think I've gambled once, which was at the casino, and I actually put a hundred dollars in, and I ended up with a hundred and fifty dollars. Um, so that's my win. I'm on top. I beat the house. And I'm never. <laughs> lit- I, I doubt I'll gamble again, honestly, unless I go to Vegas or something. Yeah. Just for like the experience, um, but. Uh, like there have been offers come through and I'm like, well, how can I promote it if I've never done it? Yeah. And so I put it on my Snapchat story because I feel like I'm always very transparent with my followers. Whatever I'm going through, I will post about it. Like I'm pretty truthful, honest, everything. And I said like, guys, what do I do? And I reckon 90% of fans, maybe even 95 were like, no, do it, Gab. Like you've earned it. Get the bag. Yeah. You're not going to move the needle for people who gamble. Um, you like, like, and another way of seeing it, like people said, was like you can reinvest that into like editors for your YouTube videographers, yep. improve like the content with like a positive message. Mm-hmm. And then there would probably 10%, 5% saying, no, you're a sellout. I'm going to unfollow you if you do that, which is completely fair enough. Like, and saying, yes, yeah, you're a sellout, all that stuff. But, and I'm not saying it's such a weird one because I'm I'm just gonna say it like if someone puts a house deposit in front of me to do a couple of reads on my podcast, far out like <laughs> I'd have to well, be like yeah. Mother Teresa to to reject that I reckon. Well, this is the argument we're having with, or debate, not really. We're having a discussion with um Will Schofield, who mm. used to play for West Coast. Yeah. Um, and he's sponsored heavily by Bluebet. Okay. And we kind of 
must be part of his agreement that he needs to put out a video um, basically saying that this is the tips for the week and they make a bet on Bluebet's website where people from that podcast can bet on that, right? Yeah, yeah. And we had to go at him in the DMs and just said, look, mate, like, I've spoken to him on the phone. He's absolutely elite guy. Yeah, yeah. And he can't kind of see the the negative connotation yeah. with it. He's like, well, if everyone's going to gamble anyway, they're going to gamble. But it's like, look at a domino. Like, that person goes on Bluebet's app, right? Yeah. They're not just going to place their bet. They're going to probably go and place 10 other bets or they're going to have that trigger to place another bet. And without understanding, if you don't understand what goes on, on in the betting landscape in the head of a gambler it's very easy to be like oh yeah i'll just take the money and it doesn't matter what happens from it i know you said mother Teresa, um but the counter argument to that and i know you haven't done it yet yeah is like what if someone else paid you the same amount to actually help people like obviously that's the counter um so that's something that i think a lot of people who else is there that's done that like you got the afl influencers that buddy nathan brown and all those guys do it brennan goddard they work for sports bet yeah at the end of the day they're working for a bookie whose aim is to make to lose people money the, yeah so and, and like i studied like derivatives yep. in uh, i was pretty like high level math stuff like with econometrics and whatnot and all the formulas and doing e-views and all sorts of different codes and regression and i understand that a lot of this stuff like they're lit these gambling companies aren't the cool um, they're not your mates. They're, they're, yeah, they're not the cool ads that no. they're putting out Spot there. On. They're literally yeah. formula. They're so much smarter than you. Oh, and the yeah. offers they're putting. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to pick a side with the gambling no. thing. I'm just telling you what I understand. It's just the fact. It's literally an algorithm that is designed to beat you, and like you might be an absolute jet, you might beat the market or whatever. But I, I think, yeah. It, like there's a people that are a lot smarter or machines are a lot smarter than you working behind the scenes to make mm. sure that offer that there is so attractive for you to put your money in it and to Correct. me i can kind of see through that and i'm i'm like yeah why this it, this is an asymmetric information situation here like they know so much more than me and i'm just an idiot who's interested in sports and gets the, the flashy things like this <laughs> and like take my money yeah, yeah and in the back end they're like absolutely they got a money counter from how much yeah there's yeah. hundreds and hundreds of people oh, sitting there crunching the yeah. numbers, making sure but, that which is on. why it's an ethical dilemma like yeah. you know but yeah so i don't know i don't want to say i won't do it because i don't want to give any promises but like that's just and it's not really t- been going through my head that much it was just like something i considered yeah. i don't know if i'll do it in the future um who no, knows you've answered that like really honestly i appreciate yeah. you answering the question like it's it's nice that you've have just fully just spoken about that yeah. really candidly but i've really enjoyed um having you here man like it, it's been nice to speak to you clearly we don't cross paths anywhere mm. but to see your successes and what you boys have done from basically when we started you started and mm-hmm. to see where you guys have gone like it's you know we, we look towards the content that you put out yeah gabe's doing this louis doing this we should be trying this like yeah i like i commend you for that really love what you're doing um you know good luck going forward we've taken a lot from what you're doing and yeah. though we're not in the same space wish you all the best going forward and really appreciate your time on yeah. the podcast with us Jeez, man that was awesome. awesome thank you very much it was, thanks very uh, much for having me it's good uh, as an inspiration we've just hired new editors and your name was on the list of yeah. like copy this guy's content make yeah. sure like yeah, learn shit from there yeah. like it's all good yeah. so you're definitely we're um, still learning too yeah, so, yeah. Mm. yeah. cheers Gabe so, yeah, appreciate that thank you no, cheers cool. dude thank you awesome oh, cheers for that man Hey guys, if you like that podcast, we'd love you. <sighs> hey guys, if you liked what you heard. Hey guys, if you liked what you saw, we'd love if you gave us. 
Hey guys, if you like that podcast, we'd love if you subscribe to our channel and gave us a follow on Instagram. If you've got any questions, feel free to check out our website. If you can't find the answer there, send us a DM on Instagram. We'll happily help you out. Cheers. Go on. Don't make me laugh. I'll be done with it. Hey guys, if you... Nah, fuck you. I know that he's done with it. Cut his shit out.